Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. Seth, what's going on, my man? I am doing great, Eric. Thank you. Oh, man. I'm excited to be back with you guys. I learn something every time. It's always a great conversation. Vance, I know that you're going to introduce the show topic to the audience today. What are we covering? Well, we're going to cover an, uh, something a little bit different today. We're going to take a little bit different track. We're going to go into, uh, we've got a lot of people investigating this idea. They've been worried. They've heard a little bit about us. And they're walking through the process. And one of the processes are, as they find out, we have people uh, actually bring us their own numbers. And we have an algorithm and software package that allows the individual to take this strategy kind of I guess the best way to say it is a test drive. Hmm. We're going to let you test drive this to see if the strategy will be right for you or not. So we use their numbers. Uh, the only difference is they don't know how to run the program, so they don't know what they're going to choose yet. So we call it theory day and we're going to make the choices for them, but it's something very conservative. Uh, we know that will absolutely work, but we're going to compare not doing it, staying the way they are, versus switching to the strategy. And this is the most fairest thing that we possibly think is out there because we don't project anything. It's strictly math. We're not doing anything for inflation. We're not doing anything for growth on either side. So it's just pure math. And by the time we're done with that meeting, they make a decision there they've, you know, they've done preparatory work to that meeting and they're deciding, okay, I'm going to be better off with this in my life or not. Okay. And I am. So what's the next step? And so we go through the process and we get to a process called capitalizing and implementing the plan. When they capitalize the plan, they're halfway through the learning process because the back half has to be done live. We're actually doing, you know, lending to ourselves, purchasing our debt, things like that, and operating our brand new banking system. So one of those things that come into play, which is very, very critical, and Seth, I'd like you to explain this for us, it's called Parkinson's Law. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Yeah. Parkinson's law is living within your means and being able to stay within a conservative lifestyle. You're not overly consumptive and you're not uh, just wasting what comes into your possession. That's that's fundamentally it. But you probably can expand on that further. Right. I think what we're trying to say here is, is that they found a system. All of a sudden, they're discovering something new that they haven't 
heard before. And that's this private banking strategy that all our whole lives, we think we're doing the very best with our money that we know how to do. And to find out that we're not only doing it wrong, but probably closer to 180 degrees wrong, it's a little disturbing. And so we have to pick up, we have to start, we have to apply new principles, we have to replace old thinking with new thinking. One of our clients, recent clients going through this process, discovered that, wow, I spend almost all my money in the things I think I need every month. But the discipline's really not there, I suspect, because all of my income goes into my checking account. And if I find I've got extra money, I don't like to waste it, but my brain will work overtime in justifying something that I need mm -hmm. uh, to buy. And I think all of us find us in that same position. So in Parkinson's law, it says we have to do a little bit of a paradigm shift because we have to recognize that if we don't do something, we will remain slaves to the system. Now, this is shocking news for a lot of people. They don't believe they're slaves to the system, but they are you know, <laughs> total slaves to the system. They have to go to work. They have to produce. They have to pay everyone else along the line in order to get a dollar in so that they can spend it. Once they spend it, they break a rule called never spending principle. That money's gone forever, and they are right back to square one again. So we have to have a desire. So this creates that desire. If I can do this over the next eight years, and it really doesn't hardly change anything except who ends up with the money, they create this burning desire to be able to do it. So once that desire is there, then the real change can happen. And they can change and start doing some of these physical things in order to make those things happen. One of those things is trying to find the capital, find the money. Seth, can you address that for us? Sure. Yeah. Sometimes, Eric, people go, well, I, I'm, I don't know where I'm going to fund my bank. I don't mm -hmm. know how I'm going to find the money to implement this. And one of the things that, that Vance is really good at is helping people see that you don't have to find new money. You simply have to change who's getting the money. Well, what does that mean? That means something like, let's take credit card debts You and you want to restructure your debt. Uh, and you're making a high interest credit card payment or multiple high interest credit card payments every month and um, at double digit uh, interest rates and you're burning through that cash just to stay above water. Well, with redirecting some of the, the payments that you're making and minimizing a, a payment to a credit card and stacking it in your private bank till you have enough to actually what we call purchase the debt purchase one of those credit card debts and put that debt into your own private bank. Well, some people go, well, you're paying off your credit card. Yeah, you're paying off your credit card with your the money that you've stacked and restructuring how much payment goes to a credit card. And then you make the same payments or you structure a debt that's even more comfortable into your private bank. Uh, and thereby, you're not losing control of the money that you've made. You have now 
what you've done is you begin to collect the interest as the credit card company was collecting off of you. Now that same interest is being capitalized in your own banking system. You do that with credit card number one, credit card number two, credit card number three, and so on. Some people go, well, I don't have any credit card. Well, let's talk about the next step, Vance. Where might be the next place you would find money for your bank? A lot of people mistakenly think when they pay off the loan to their car, they don't have car payments. And I laugh and laugh, you know, and I play with people saying, you don't think you have a credit, um, a car payment. Are you driving a car? Well, yeah. Then you can't tell me you don't have a car payment unless you've torn up your driver's licenses because that car is depreciating. We go into finding the money. How much money have you spent on cars your whole lifetime to date? We always taught, like to do that because they're not expecting that. Well, gosh, I don't know. you know. But for the average American, if they're in their late 40s or mid-50s, it's still close to $200,000 hmm. they've spent on vehicles. So I ask the question, do you want that money back? And they go, what do you mean? Well, I'm asking a serious question. Do you want that money back or can I have it? And when the second I say, can I have it, then they're starting to think, well, wait a minute. Is there something I'm missing? Yeah. And so, yes, okay, you can have that back. So I'm going to show you how you can get the money back. Uh, we always ask the question, and Eric, you've uh, asked this throughout many of our podcasts, who ends up with the money? The banks always end up with our money, don't they? Mm -hmm. And no matter what we do, the banks get it. But also the banks, how do they work? How do they make money? They make money by lending it, right? Yeah. So I put their money to work and they always get it back. Well, it doesn't end with loans. The operating capital at banks is also lent out. They have to pay for every single thing in that branch. That branch has to be self-sufficient. It's always paying on a debt or, or whatever else. The money always comes back. And as people start to learn the economy and the environment of what money does, we can discover we can use money essentially more than one time. So if I put the money out, well, what if I t tell myself I've I'm lent I lent this money out, and the guy in the mirror, uh, for a lack of a better understanding and a way to put this in perspective, is the person in the mirror is my client. He's living in my house, eating my food, playing with my toys, my kids, for free. And everybody goes, okay, so what? Well, change his picture with me. <laughs> I'm in your house doing all that. Wouldn't you want me paying for my fair share? They mm -hmm. go, oh, I get it. See, just because we own a business doesn't mean we get to take from our own business or because if we did that, our business would fail. And it's actually the number one reason businesses fail because they're undercapitalized, but that's caused by you know, the owners pulling out of the, the their business and not paying for the service. So we find money that way. We'll put a car payment back in because you want the money back. 
because banks' strategy is for you to think, oh, now you've got that paid off. Now you can take that four or $500 and you can commit it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get the money back. And now you've committed over here. And then next time you need a car, what, what's going to happen? You're either going to have to pull out principal, give it to the banks, or you're going to have to borrow somebody else's money and pay them interest. And the crime comes from, folks, when you're talking about capitalization, is giving up principle. This is why the successful people in the world, and we have podcast after podcast on this, so I'm beating a drum here, that you can never spend principle. And people think, and their heart fails, or they just they get a little disgusted, well, we can't do that because everybody spends principle. That's not the case because we show people how to get their money back, just like banks do. If we can get your expenses back every month, you're not spending principal. You're putting it to work. Once they understand that process and we put that in the system, they get the aha moment. And now we're back into capitalization. Where can I find the money? (laughs) So that was kind of a long approach to getting back in the money. So it takes a physical change. We find the money. Now we have to discipline ourselves a little bit to make sure the money's moving in the right way. I didn't have to really change anything. Seth has just told us again uh, a few minutes ago, it's who is ending up with the money at the end of the day. Uh, We put so much down, we make extra mortgage payments. We make extra principal payments here and there. And it's the absolute worst thing you can possibly do. Not only wrong, 180 degrees wrong. You can't give up that principle because you need it in production. There's another topic or another uh, webinar we've done is, is whether you have any assets. A lot of people say, yeah. And then the big question is, are your assets asleep or are they working for you or are they working for someone else? That's a big question. All 401ks, Roths, everything else, if you have accounts, all assets that are in accounts that you have to leave there to get interest on or to get growth on is asleep to you. You can't use the money. You have to leave the money in the account. The people who are using your money are are using it. They can double it every two and a half years or whatever that average is on that side, and you don't get to share in it. So we wake people up on the other approach to show you how to do it. So as we go through and we find the money, we can capitalize. Then once we capitalize, it's running the system, being able to um, take the approach of, okay, how do I do it? How do I run it? And now here's the big difference, everybody. You don't need a financial planner. You don't need a guru out there telling you what to do. You're going to solve your own issues based upon your accounts and what you have. There is no risk. You just want to find out on something new whether you can do it or not. And that's why you might need a coach. So, Seth, tell us a little bit about how we help people in that area. Why do they need maybe a coach initially in order to get their system going? 
Because I think it's such a departure in traditional financial uh, mindset. Uh, I might even go so far as to call it brainwashing with, you know, you put your money in a centralized bank, it's protected there and tongue in cheek, it, it's not protected there. And we've discussed that at, at length, what bail-ins are, what the Dodd-Frank Act is, how it provides no uh, legitimate return. And simply you have all the risk in that system. Um, this is total 180 degrees different type of mindset. So anytime that you are making a mindset changes, you first have to catch, catch it. And you have to uh, have the desire, like you said, initially to, to make those changes. Uh, and just like you would go to the gym and sometimes, you know, to make that change and get the extra 50 pounds off, you need someone there like a drill sergeant helping you. Uh, not that we're drill sergeants, but we can help point out ways that they might creatively uh, implement strategies that will uh, give them tailwind and how they get the money back and get multiple touches on the same dollar and how they're really not working any harder. They're just capturing a lot more value from what comes under their control. And so that's kind of, it's, it's really philosophical. It's, uh, you know, in, in the mind, I think sometimes that people need the help. Now we've built out an entire learning library, Eric, which, where we've essentially done a mind and data dump into video teachings and education for our clients. It's a client's only uh, database where we have given them really access to no-brainer content that helps them uh, do one-on-one -on -one consultations with us for almost nothing compared to what it would be charged on an hourly basis. So that's another way that we help to educate. That's not available anywhere else uh, in the private banking world, in the infinite banking concept world. There's a lot of folks out there that might put people into what they call infinite banking concept uh, structures, but they don't teach them how to use it. And they may not even be structured properly. Uh, we have people coming to us all the time that are have policies in place and that are, have been clients of other folks. And they go, well, I've got a policy, but I have no idea how to use it. And really, it's not just you know, having the policy and the structure, it's actually implementing strategies that uh, get multiple touches on the same dollar that get your, uh, your cash awake as Vance calls it and gets it really working for you. So that I would suggest, you know, thinking through those things. Right. So I want to give you an example here of a good paradigm shift that we all had to go through. Every one of us who practice banking need to do this. First of all, we're used to putting our income into somebody else's bank, right? Mm -hmm. right. So it goes into somebody else's bank, and then we write checks off of it until the money's gone, so to speak. And then we put more money in. Wouldn't you rather put money into your banking system first of course and you make the profits off of that because i can tell you and it's sickening how much banks make in profit on our deposits it's unbelievable what what goes on and uh, the reason i say that is because it's almost unbelievable the things that we can do with the money and the growth we can make but we can't cheat uh, the bank's factor, and I call that cheating. So that's another topic as well. So we have to understand that. So we want to put all of our income into our bank. What that means is that your banking system needs to grow 
until you can put 100% of your annual salary into these life insurance contracts. Now, that can't be done at the beginning, normally. Nelson says in his book, it takes, you know, an average of about 20 years to get to that point. But this is long-term strategy. This is a way of life. And the whole purpose of this is to have this perpetual, to move this down to our children, our grandchildren, and so forth. So we want to make sure that uh, we found the capital. Now we're going to capitalize We've capitalized. Now we're learning and running the system by doing. And every time something comes up, I wonder if I can do this strategy with this. I wonder if I can do that. You know, well, there's the Vance is there. There's Seth out there. There's people out there that you can bounce that off of. And one of the best questions that I get, and I look for these constantly, somebody asked me a question. And I have to tell them, I don't know. Let's find out. Do you see yourself in that story? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue, but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Because it is infinite. The possibilities and the angles and the things that you can do with your own system is incredible, folks. It's just amazing. So... We want to make sure that we're always learning. And the best way that we can learn and be positive is to rub shoulders with people who are doing it. We have meetings, we have webinars, we have this learning center, we have all kinds of things available for people to bounce ideas off of. So we want to be able to do that. I want to introduce something that every new client should purchase especially if they have kids but even if they don't any seth um do you know the game cash flow by robert kiyosaki yes i sure do real can you explain that a little bit to our listening audience um no i'd rather you do it (laughs) (laughs) sorry sometimes i'm setting you up i'm sorry but Kiyosaki, everybody knows this guy, rich dad, poor dad, you know, he's in real estate. He's multi, multi millionaire, billionaire, and he's about to get rich all over again. That was his last, uh, one of his last shows that he had because real estate's starting to tank again, and he's in a position to buy it when it gets low enough, okay? But he developed a strategy. This is what he was taught. This is why he understands the flow of money. And so he created a game and he's proud of the game. So you got to pay for it. It's not the cheapest game on the block, but there's two versions. There's the children's version and there's adult version, but either one of them for the family is absolutely fantastic. It teaches, it force teaches you the flow of money in a game that you're having fun with. 
And there's what's called the rat race. I'm not going to really go into much more than that, but the whole thing is discovering how you get out of this rat race. Because once you get out of the rat race, then your wealth multiplies. The things that Seth was telling you earlier, the things that we can do with, with our payments when we do the laddering effect, it's exponential compounding. When we can use a dollar over again, and we take those dollars that's coming in from payments, this is what banks do. It's based on the volume of return. Uh, so the monthly payments that come back in on the loans is that volume of return. And that's a return of dollars used out. So what do you do with those dollars? See, in the past, we didn't have, we, well, number one, most people don't have any dollars coming back. They don't have any passive income or dollars coming back. Those dollars can then be reused to buy more debt. This is why, and one of the secrets of our eight-year analysis, nine times out of 10, and this is about right, nine times out of 10, people are completely out of debt. Their mortgages are paid for, everything. And they didn't increase, they didn't change anything except who gets the money. If the money comes back, it can be reapplied along with the normal payments, and it's a multiplying effect. Capitalizing this type of strategy is totally life-changing, okay? So we would encourage people to find out about the game cash flow. Okay, Seth, we, one of the most critical things we can do is not wait procrastination. Why is that? Well, the procrastination touches on compounding growth. And we teach about this all the time. The compounding curve has the most uh, steam, the most parabolic increase at the end of the cycle, not at the beginning. So when you procrastinate and you don't do it this year and you don't do it next year, you're losing the doubling at the end of that compounding curve. We've talked about how a, a penny compounding every day over 30 days goes to five over $5 million. And in the illustrations that we've uh, presented in some of the prior podcasts, just the past few, uh, you look at the compounding growth at the end of those lifetimes at retirement age, and they go, they're literally increasing from the one that we did uh, was at age 40, the cash value is worth about 900,000. Age 50, it goes into uh, multiple, multiple million, and it just keeps on growing and growing so fast that the earlier you start, the more power that you've got in that. One that was impressive to me, the illustration is starting a policy. It was a $2,000 capitalization of a bank policy on a newborn, and they did that for 22 years. And the end of the lifetime growth, they were pulling out almost a quarter million dollars at retirement age, and they did nothing. This child, this infant did nothing. So you think recapitalize a policy with that minimal of an amount and have that big of an effect. It's all because of compounding growth. And that's why you don't procrastinate. So folks, it's absolutely critical. In, in our little book, uh, Seth will tell you about this in a second, we talk about a penny being doubled 30 times, going to over $5 million. If you lose, if you wait one day and only have 29 days, you lose half of that. Remember that. You're going to lose 
the biggest portion because you're always going to start with day one, but you're never going to have day 30 if you procrastinate. Okay, so that's absolutely critical. We want to review, uh, tell people to always, if we're making this commitment to learn this strategy, uh, I have on my refrigerator, I have on my mirror, my bathroom, when I shave in the morning, learn something new about this strategy. Find something new that will put a smile on your face. Folks, there's so many things and topics and individual points that we could go into, or car financing, this and that and the other. They're all in different podcasts. We've covered most of them, but we didn't ever really focus on the capitalization part and why that's so important, why we want to do that. And anybody, absolutely anybody in any circumstance can switch to this strategy. You know, if we can obey Parkinson's law. that That's one of the qualifiers, Eric, that we'll often say is, do you spend more money than you make? And if the answer is, well, yes, then we can't help you. You have to live within yeah. your means and be able to capitalize your bank with what's coming into your, to your hands. But I mean, the capitalization of your private banking strategy, uh, you know, people that are totally in debt, like I said, with credit card debt and auto debt and other things, they can find their way out with this system. And we, uh, Vance likes to tell a story about a chiropractic family that came into his office many years back and was overwhelmed with debt. They, for the, at the end of their rope, they're about to file for bankruptcy. And Vance laid out an eight-year plan for them that helped them not only uh, crawl out of debt, skyrocketed out of debt, and got into the black and started acquiring more chiropractic offices and in less than 10 years. And it was five to eight years and they were soaring and they were so consumed with debt that they thought they would never be able to implement it. And we've, you know, the stories go on. There's been folks with, you know, have a minimal $5,000 policy that have parlayed that into real estate investment and got their cash flows increasing and expanded their systems and have, you know, seven figures worth of equity and assets behind them now, just from getting the money back and not working any harder. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. I mean, this is, again, there's so much information. I know that you have tons of resources and we couldn't cover everything in today's podcast. We can't cover everything in every podcast. That's for sure. You guys always introduce something new to the audience. So Seth, tell them where to go to get more info. Sure. You can find us at privatebankingstrategies.com. That's privatebankingstrategies.com. And on our website, we give you uh, a free book offer called What the Banks Don't Want You to Know. And you can listen to that or you can read it. And in exchange for that, we get your email. You provide your email and we'll give you educational, nurturing emails that explain the concepts and give you opportunity to just learn more. And then, of course, we've got this podcast, uh, Eric, on the website that's available. It also comes out in other uh, forms of media that if someone has a, a preference in their uh, platform, it comes in about every platform imaginable. So you can listen to the podcast at your convenience and you can learn on what we're teaching and whether it's right for you there. From that point, the next step is to schedule an exploratory call. If you've read our book and you've listened to some podcasts and it's resonating with you, you're, you want to learn more, 
Uh, you schedule an exploratory call with Vance, and then ultimately you put your own your your own circumstances uh, to the test in a system or into a plan that's called the eight year plan. You take it on a test drive, as Vance says, and you learn how this strategy will work in your life and with the assets and the debt that you have in your personal situation and so that you can actually see. And then that eight-year roadmap serves as a step-by-step plan for you that, you know, that you can follow and that serves as a, a guidepost for you. That's the process. All right. Fantastic. Guys, again, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. You bet. And our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. We humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.